tēnā tātou katoa, nau mai haramai, kāhau iti alfano and the wider world. We are back for another amazing podcast, another wahine tour coming forward. Please take your notebooks out, have your taringa turned on because she's going to say some amazing things that we all need to taringa whakarongo and listen to. So I am proud and honoured to come in and listen to this wahine. Her name is Hiria. No my haramai. Thank you for that, Mihi. Um, yes, my name is Hiria Aurangi, and um, my whānau whakapapa to Ngāti Hine and Ngāti Kuri. Um, so I'm from the up north, um, and I'd have to say I'm very Ngāti Hine and Ngāti Kuri wahine. <laughs> okay, so we have some amazing kaha students from the far north. We have an amazing speaker also, Kay Marie, who is just wowing us. So I know you're another wahine tour from that area. Um, can we let the whānau know your background? Were you always in business? Uh, Carl, so no. Um, I am 30, I don't even know anymore, 37. I think I'll be 38 years young um, this year. And so I suppose born and grown up in West Auckland, still in West Auckland. Um, but when we go home, we go to Pipiwai or we go to Te Hapua, um, So raised West Auckland. Um, most of my life was, uh, I, I'm a bit of a geek. I love school and I loved basketball. So that kept me in school all the way through at Avondale College. Um, then I met my husband and we started our family in 2003. Um, did some fashion studies, um, also some makeup studies. And I think now it might be five years ago, we returned from Australia. So we've lived in Australia as well. Okay, so back on the whenua, and what made you get into the kaupapa that you are currently in today? Uh, so we did return home. Here's my little kōtiro. And um, I started, I, I was on maternity leave because I had my baby and um, I wanted to, I, I don't like being still, so I went and I was doing my kūrapō and just decided to take up some um, te reo Māori and some weaving. Um, and so it was probably just a natural progression of that. It definitely was not the plan um, to start up a business at all, especially with this kaupapa. So um, I suppose it was written in the stars and my tupuna had given me all that time and experience um, to kind of do what I'm doing now. Yeah. Nice. So was there a specific moment or a point where you realized that this was the start of your business or you just went fully into it and escaped yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so weaving kind of tapped and, and learning deal tapped into the more Maori side of my creativity. Um, and so it's funny because yesterday we we presented my dad with his first kōrawai ever um, for his 75th birthday. And back then, there was a wahine who said that she wasn't going to make it for my dad. So I suppose now that I'm sitting here having this all with you guys, um, that seed was planted of like, well, why is my dad not, you know, valid or worthy or all of those kinds of feelings? Who, who was she to say that my dad um, wasn't able to have one? So I, I suppose that was a little seed as well. Um, but it, it's all whānau related. Um, I would go and see all my nieces and nephews going from kōhanga reo, graduating to kura and so on and so forth. And um, I obviously started weaving and 
I only have two sets of hands. And so luckily I do have a background in fashion um, and was able to sew up some kākahu garments for my nieces and nephews. So what I noticed in those um, graduation ceremonies was that the tamariki that didn't have the chance to wear it, why weren't they given that opportunity or access or whatever? You know, it's not their fault that they're trying really hard and they're working really hard at school and they're trying to, you know, achieve success for themselves. And so that's not their fault. That's not their whanau's fault that they don't have somebody who's able to do that for them. So those were the beginning thoughts of this business that is today. Yeah. Nice. What was that feeling for you giving your dad that kōrawai, um 75, what a milestone, what a brilliant year to have a kōrawai over you. How was that feeling for you? Um, I'm still actually soaking it all in um, because obviously I've been a part of other people's um, kōrawai tanga or the ceremony of, of presenting a kōrawai to somebody, whether they're family or not. So um, lucky enough, I get to do my, my nieces and my nephews 21st and things like that. And obviously every time, oh gosh, Hedy has a tangiwetu and she'll cry and, and things like that. Um, but to do that uh, for dad was just uh, something I will just treasure forever. I can't even really explain it. Um, the standing beside him and having mum on the other side and as we wrapped it around him, and then having my nephew, which is his moko, coming and blessing it and tying it. And then having my whanau behind him, haka, full force. You know, I just thought those are the, the, that's why I do what I do, you know, to give whanau those kinds of moments to stand in their mana. Not only my dad, but our whole whanau to really, that was the first time that we were able to have an intimate pōhiri of satoa, mihifakatau, which is a ceremony, guys, where from start to finish, our family, you know, my mum did the kaikaranga, she called my dad in. Um, then my dad explained the, the tikanga of, of what we we're about to do so that um, everybody knew, you know, where they're supposed to be sitting and who was in charge and all those kinds of things. So uh, I just, I'm speechless, but, you know, if if that's what I'm helping whanau and, and, and people to do, and teaching them and, and, and being able to give those moments that then become memories forever that you pass down generation to generation, you know, the more that that's being used, the, the mana is enhanced, you know, and, and that becomes part of your whānau forever. So. So amazing. I can just feel that as you talk about it, I'm trying to hold myself together. I know, I know. I just got the video back, the video footage yeah. back. So can we elaborate for the whānau more? Um, is what you're describing what you would call kōrawaitanga? Mm -hmm. okay. So to me, uh, kōrawaitanga, so for those obviously um, who may or may not know te reo, kōrawai is a cloak of sorts. Um, and when we want to get really, really technical, um, there are different names for different styles of kōrawai. Um, and what I choose to specialize in now is the sewn contemporary version. Um, when I use the word kōrawai for my business, I believe that I'm wrapping that blanket and I'm raising awareness and education for those to have access to some type of kōrawai in order to stand in your mana, to mana them, to empower them on their birthday or their graduation or university or a job promotion or a 75th birthday or a wedding or, or any of those really, really, really special kinds of moments. So 
Korowaitanga is about making sure you know where you've gotten it from. Like me, I'm a Māori who loves doing what I'm doing. So when you get it from me and my family, that's 100% aroha no matter what. Um, it is blessed by us from dad. And then we send it to use, and there's just this relationship. So it's connecting with all of my whānau, customers, whatever you want to say. Um, and they get to call me whenever they need. Um, and they get to ask me questions. Um, I think it was five, uh, only in the last weekend, um, a wahine called me, her whānau were Tongan and Māori. So she was trying to... Uh, not only just get access to the kōrowai, but understanding how was she supposed to use that? How was she supposed to communicate? How you can use that at a funeral? Um, how do you display whether it's going to stay with that tupapaku, which is the person who's laying there, or whether it's going to stay with the family so that they can actually live on that, that memory and that legacy of whoever's just passed. So kōrowai tanga is everything that a kōrowai or a cloak could be used for. And um, it's so versatile. And like I said, the more it gets used, I mean, it looks beautiful when it's hung up in a frame, don't get me wrong, um, but the more that you use it and the more whānau that get to use it and the more generations that get to use it, just the mana is just superseded, it just gets leveled up every single time. Um, and again, my dad is a kaumatua DHB and he does, um, that's his job, bread and butter every day, still does it. Um, but even he said he could feel it vibrate, like just he could feel it vibrating on him. And the photo that I have of my dad, my dad's a really spunky looking guy and he knows how to smile for the camera and everything like that. Um, but oh, just the joy in his face in this photo is just, again, it's just priceless. And um, I'm so glad that we could do this for my dad. At the right time though, it's not like it should have been done any earlier. Um, but that we could do that for dad and all the work that he puts back into Fano and the community with his um, Kaumatua role. Um, I think even he felt like this was the right time for him to, to do that. That is so awesome. Um, it's amazing. You were the catalyst in that gift and that aroha. Um, when one stands, we all stand. So it's amazing. Thank you. And um, the next question for you is, did you have any limiting beliefs? Now, I wrote down three so that I could, because obviously I'm a professional talker. <laughs> um, so the identity, the identity for myself was I Māori enough to be running a Māori business. That was huge for me before even, you know, and, and luckily I had my mum and my dad supporting me um, to help keep pushing me forward when I get knocked back, either by my own self-doubt and my own self-belief and then there's going to be um, people who have an opinion about what you're doing, whether, or, you know, we are Māori, um, but I'm also a business owner. I'm also a, a, a female business owner. You know, it's, it's not that you have to wear that identity of I am a Māori business owner. You know, we are business owners. It just happens that we are Māori, you know. And so no matter what your product or service is, whether you're doing something that's actually related to tikanga Māori or anything like that, or whether it's just selling toilet paper, you know, you need to feel that you have that in you to do that every day. And having it being a very tapu or kind of sensitive issue um, of what I was doing, um, that, that was probably one of the, 
the biggest, biggest thing. So if you are thinking of starting a business or if you're in the, the startup um, parts of your business, especially if it has an element of um, Māori culture or, or tikanga Māori in it, um, just know that if you surround yourself with kuia kaumatua, um, to let you know that it's tika and it's pono, you know, we're in, we're in a time of change. So if it feels right to you or, or you're feeling a bit um, unsure, just um, go and have a chat with your kuia and kaumatua. They'll tell you whether or not you're doing something right or wrong. They'll tell you straight up. <laughs> so that's always a guide. Um, the other two was lack of business experience. So I'd, I, I'd never been to business school or, or anything like that. Um, so I probably even now to a degree doubt whether or not I can take this all the way. It's, it's not my business structure that I doubt. It's myself, just because I just doubt myself still. After, after uh, you know, having gotten through COVID for a couple of years. And um, so I still have that kind of self-doubt as well um, that I don't have enough experience. But um, being able to have these kinds of it all reaching out with um, all these other Māori business support organisations that are there for us. Um, they're there for us and they're free, guys. And there's funding actually available. So really, really utilise those things. Um, and lack of capital. I didn't have any startup money at all. Um, and I know that there are some programs where it's like, oh, if you've got a car that's this year, like let's say uh, 2015 or something or older, well, I don't. So that, you know, like there was, there's, there's ways, um, you know, if you've got a house, I don't have a house, but that's my goal is, is to be able to build this business, make a difference and um, get a fuddy for my, my, my girls. So I've got th three girls. So um, lack of capital was something that I was really like, oh, I need, you know, I, I wish I, I, I don't think I, I just saw other people and I was like, man, I wish I had that. I wish I had that. I, I did that for ages, guys. Um, but I'm still going. So I'm just letting you know, if you're feeling that way, that other people qualify for funding sometimes and you don't, um, it will, if you want to keep doing it, you'll find a way to keep doing it. So don't worry about that. Lack of business skills, we can learn that on the way. Um, and just your own self-belief, which I, I think will always um, be there. You, you, you need to work on that actively. I was just going to say, how did you get through those? But you just explained it there. Oh, my husband, my parents. Um, I, I suppose it's the why. And again, if it was toilet paper, oh, well, you know, there, there's not, you know, your why would be to make sure everyone can wipe their bum in COVID, something like that, you know. But um, the why for us is massive and the vision for it is massive. And so if it didn't have legs, I suppose my husband would have just patted me on the back and gone, oh, you've done a great job, honey. Okay, let, you know, let's start a new business or like, you know, what can you learn and, and, and get back into somewhere that would that complement what I've learned in running my business, maybe as a consultant or something like that. For the whanau that are just meeting for the first time, could you let them know your web address? Cool. So kia ora, everybody. Nice to meet you. Uh, again, I hail from Ngāti Hine, Ngāti Kuri Whenua. Um, I am the founder of Kids Korowai. However, we have um, gone through a name change and our website at the moment is Korowai and Co. So K-O-R-O-W-A-I-A-N-D. Co.co.nz or .com. So we've got both of those, just in case you get it mixed up. 
um, we've got both of those. Nice. Can you share with the Fano um, how many products are you moving through that site? Um, so Kids Kōrowai was founded Waitangi Day here at Hawani Waititi in Glen Eden, uh, 2019. And at that time, we were specialising in not only the contemporary kākahu designs, but also poi, um, a lot of kids' products. It was about empowering children and finding a way for them to have access to cultural goods in a mainstream source. So at that time, we were doing uh, probably up to 20, 30 different product lines, um, which then led us to, so I started with local markets and then a store became available. It just kept calling out to me every time I drive past. So um, I have opened a retail store and had that open for two years. And then um, COVID came along and I decided to transition into running from online, which has been the best thing. Um, we needed to find a way for the business to fit within my home and balance that out with family. So that's been a really um, big learning curve, but, but really, really, really good to try. And I know in the beginning for us, it's really hard to make boundaries and rules and, and family, especially, you know, your kids or, or you know, they just, they go, you know, they, they think it's a hobby. And at that time it is, but you see it as more so, um, you know, stand in your manner about that. You know, you don't have to go and start any fights. Um, but if you believe in what you believe in, um, it, it is a really big process to try and allocate time and space for your business, whether it's just an office or a space in the garage to create um, whatever it may be. Um, and so now we only have our one quarter wide, but it comes in sizes from baby to adult. And we have uh, mana, which is royal red, wairua, which is divine purple, tangaroa, which is ocean blues, ngahere, which is forest greens, uh, whenua, which is um, our earthly browns, which is actually our, our most popular colour at the moment, um, our kotare, which is the kingfisher, which is unique to us. We've, we're the only ones that do a, a kingfisher design. Um, so those are our colours and then throughout all the sizes. Awesome. Are you able to share with the whanau uh, what your revenue is? You can do four figures, five figures um, for you today. Uh, we've done six. We, we've had a year where we did six figures um and oh it's it's um look Fana, you gotta go hard you know like if there's an opportunity especially in the beginning you you take that opportunity and you know it's team no sleep um and just evaluate whatever that taught you um so we were doing one year so and I, I think this was our biggest year because it was Matariki, Matariki was actually in full force. Um, we were doing markets plus online plus retail, and we were doing workshops within the community centres um, in the school holidays. Um, again, by myself and dragging my daughter along, or, or you know, getting my mum or my husband to help me pack up and set up. So, um, and I suppose what all of that taught me was how do people react and respond to what I'm doing out of everything, whether or not we got paid sometimes or, or, or anything like that. It was always having a all with everybody, 
asking them what they thought about you and what you're doing. Um, and that's always the thing that's going to keep me going is knowing, um, you know, we turn up to share our kaupapa. And um, I don't know whether or not that, that agrees with any business mentors of mine, but I, I turn up to share the kaupapa. I, I'm not worried about sales at all. Um, I'm starting to get into a place where I need to obviously pay for things and, and do things. I've got, um, I've grown to getting two staff now. So now there's a bit more pressure on me. It's not just Tamir, Tamir or do whatever. Um, I've, I've got two staff that I have to make sure that they're taken care of, that they're safe through COVID and that they can feed their family or, or feed themselves and things like that. So now I, I, it's a bit scary for me now, but um, new chapter, um, new growth as a business owner. So yeah. It's amazing when you just do what you love with the best intentions, with aroha, what you could do. Is that yeah. true, do you feel? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, next question. One of the most proudest moments you've had through business, what would that be? Um, from a business point of view, I suppose it's to have shared our kaupapa, which is Korowaitanga, and our beautiful Māori designs on magazines such as Vogue, Vanity Fair, Tatler, House and Garden, to be able to put it on a platform like that so not only our Māori tamariki here can see that, like it's just normalising it and making it a thing and making it accessible. Um, I'm, if people are going to open up the magazine and see that, that's the that's the vision of a Maori wahine. You know that it's it's authentic because a Maori put Maori in there. No matter what that picture was, that's what I'm I'm most proud about is that being able to share what we do, how we do it, um, and for and to share Korowaitanga with the world. Um, I'd say that would have to be my biggest 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 thing for the business so far. Amazing! Congratulations. How was that? feeling for you because as a Māori and Aotearoa rocking away trying to work and do our mahi how did that feel in that moment for you? Uh, so initially when I got the email I thought I was being catfished <laughs> so you know as you know there's there's um, there's DMs and emails and, and people reach out for different things all the time and when I first got it I was like oh yeah you know and so for me it's always checking the email address or oh, like you know that the, the end so um, if it's a legitimate email, then I'm like, oh, okay. Ah. Um, so at, at first, I, I just thought it was just somebody trying to have something um, catchy in their subject line. Um, and then as I read through the emails, I was like, oh, no, she's actually found us and gone and had a really good sift through and wants us to be in, in Vogue magazine. So then I just was like, what the heck? Uh, and then I had to keep that quiet for about six months. Um, and then after our first feature in Vogue, um, then we were being approached in the emails from all the other magazines. Um, and I think our third uh, Vanity Fair issue should be up maybe this weekend, this weekend, which is the uh, 28th annual Hollywood um, Vanity Fair magazine. So that, that will be our third one there. Uh, to be honest, I don't actually know how to feel about that because we're in COVID and I work from home and it doesn't actually really kind of connect some days. 
on other days I'm like oh yeah but um it's not until I get to kind of share with people like oh hey we did a thing <laughs> but otherwise it's just um not oh, it's just work for me but like I'm just here worrying more about the daily operations of um, my business and um but having that platform to be able to showcase to uh, the world what Kōrowaitanga is all about, um, even if that means that they're going to come and have a look in at Aotearoa, and just being able to change the, per the point of view of, of Māori and seeing it in, in this empowering um, way, um, inviting. You know, I want, I want um, one of the goals for this year is to put a lot more informational, educational resources now that everybody knows what we do and what we're about so now if if uh people from the other side of the world whether it's oh it could be anywhere uh, if they click on and then they get to see you know um what we're doing down here and why we do it you know that's again that's the thing that i'm going to be really proud about that is just so awesome you know i don't even read vogue or vanity fair but i know what that space is and it's quite up there in our little world so oh. congratulations you are awesome just want to say that next question nearly there is what would be one e-commerce tip or something awesome you'd want to share with Fano? just setting up an online business you could share that helped you i'm not paid to say this but you shopify that's what i would say um I did start earlier with another, I can't, I can't even remember who it was, not that they were bad or anything, um, but Shopify has been the easiest way. So I still do all of the, all of the website stuff, I'm doing that, not somebody else. Um, and at some point, I would love to be able to work with somebody and actually take that hat off. Um, at the moment, as a business owner, I'm transitioning um, my hats onto other people and I have to do that one at a time. Um, so at some point to have somebody doing that for me, oh, I'd love that. But in the meantime, Fano, you can absolutely do it yourself, still reach the world um, using your iPhone. You know, I don't have a I don't I don't have a fancy camera and I don't have I only just had my first collaboration with a Māori photographer to start updating our website products um for the first time ever about two weeks ago but other than that i've been doing it myself so um it is toha so if you are feeling frustrated and things like that um that then you're on the right track <laughs> um, i don't think there's any special tips and tricks that you probably haven't heard of other than um yeah you can actually do it yourself as long as you need to you can create your own um flavor website and 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 make it look the way that you want it to look and tell whatever you want to tell so um yeah i think maybe people might think like oh i've got to get everybody i've got to get a content creator and i've got to get a this and i've got to get it you know but um you can do it as long as you need to until you can find somebody that you trust to let into your business that understands your business um that has the same values as you um and obviously they'll show it's like a honeymoon period you know they'll show you the really nice stuff first um but maybe use your values but Fana, you can do it you can actually do it yourself until you find somebody that you trust to um hand that over to and that could be any area in your business totally so our um organization te whare hokoka 
just completed our Kahao ETL e-commerce program. We are 170 plus whanau from Aotearoa, um, Australia, Samoa, America have just graduated and made a Shopify store. So it's so interesting that you said that. For those whanau that are scared, they've gone through limiting beliefs, they're just starting to do their products online, they're going through all this emotion, what is a tip or something inspirational you could share with them on the next steps? Just stand in your mana. I mean, that could be taken as, you know, don't being unapologetic. Um, and, and again, if, if, if you're doing Māori products, well, then you better stand in your mana about it. <laughs> but um, it, it just in general, you know, like it's such a personal development journey. Um, sometimes I think to myself, I wish my family would listen to me like my business listens to me. So if I put systems in place into my business, everything runs properly. If I neglect or, or, or just decide to hide from an area in my business, well, obviously that's just not going to get fixed until I attend to that. So sometimes I tell my whanau something that it's just one in one ear and out the other. Um, so running a business is really just personal development. I'm definitely not the same wahine that I was uh, three years ago when I started. Um, I still have days where I just think I just get really overwhelmed. Um, and I suppose during COVID that that's probably going to uh, raise our anxieties a lot more than normal. Um, I'm glad that I started before um, COVID to kind of understand, kind of like really get a teeny tiny taste of some kind of normal. And I, um, I suppose speaking to those that have been affected where their main source of income was markets and, and live things, and you've got to find a way to transition into online now, I suppose there's going to be a lot of, a, a lot of whānau all across the world. Um, it's, it is tricky, but it's tricky because you are the one that has the answer inside. And you have to be brave enough to pull that out and share that with everybody else. You know, you know what's going on in here. And I think that that's the hardest part for us as business owners, especially Indigenous business owners. It's, it's so emotional for us. We're emotionally connected to um, empowering our whanau, you know, and, and everybody else. So I just, you know what's inside, but it's going to take a little while for you to kind of um, pull that out and really identify what your business is about and how you're going to um, roll that out as best as you can. So it is a bit of a journey. Sometimes they say, oh, what's your vision and your mission and your purpose and your brand colors and da 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 And you're like, I don't know, you know, and that's okay. Um, but the longer that you work on your business, um, those things will actually just reveal themselves to you naturally, organically anyways. And you go, oh, okay. So, yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Hedia. Um, when I hear you, I think of standing in my manner as well and how that might come out for me. But what you just shared is we need to get what's inside from um, our tipuna, from our awesomeness, and really share that with the world. So I thank you for sharing your awesomeness. Kōrowaitanga um, just seems like where it's at, whānau. Please make contact. What is your web address again for the whānau that are feeling it? Kia ora, so easy peasy, guys. Kōrowai and co. 
And that's our social media handles on Facebook and Instagram and our website address as well. Um, we've got .co.nz and .com, so you can't get lost. You'll, you'll definitely find us. Thank you so much again. That is another Wahine tour. I hope you had your taringas on because I got emotional. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, this is us for another Kahal Itao e-commerce podcast by Indigenous for Indigenous. Have an amazing day, Fano. Modi ora. Thank you for listening to the Kahal podcast by Kahal Itao program. E-commerce for Indigenous by Indigenous. Support our mission to uplift the lives of 10 million Indigenous people by following us in our social media channels on Instagram and on Facebook at Kahau Itaau Program. Should you wish to learn e-commerce with us, send us an email at kahau at twh.co.nz. See you next time. Matewa.